my mind it won't be long Evil thoughts do come to me this night Something tells me things won't be alright Not for you anyway I'll jump your little head off And kick it around on the ground Good evening, and welcome to Episode 6 of Random Acts Radio, Songs That Go Bump in the Night, with your hostess, Jennifer Scraps Walker. This month's show is all about getting you in the holiday mood, in whatever form that takes for you. What was that? There it is again. Tell you what, you listen to a couple of songs while I go see what that was. Don't worry, I'll protect you. ClearMusic.net One, two, I'm coming through Three, four, open your door Five, six, six, three, or three Seven, eight, gonna stay late Nine, ten, gonna do it all again <laughs> This is your night to sin I can be your Spider-Man You on my web, you like it And I'm good for you like vitamins Pain relieve your Vicodin Tell the rest be quiet then I play you like a violin After your treasure pirate man I'm hot, I can be your fireman When I get in Dracula, invite me in Okay baby, I give in I like to win like Team Wolf What you got on, I like to look I promise I won't bite or push by the way you like it, it also kids come out at night Kids come out at night I know you got me some candy and I wanna buy So freaks come out at night Freaks come out at night I know you got me some candy and I wanna buy Candy man, candy man I just wanna see can you dance Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary Ooh, don't you look scary? Okay, you're Batman, but where is Robin? Okay, you're a goon, what's a goon to a goblin? You Dark Knight and you the Joker, right? 
I'ma get ghosts like poltergeist. I'm a prototype, like the ring. Okay, you got a knife, you the guy from Scream. It's not a nerd, this is not a dream. This, this is, is Halloween. Halloween. This is Halloween. Norman Psycho, Michael Myers. I wanna suck your kiss, vampire. You could be my nurse, you could be my maid, you could be my angel, you could be my slave. Catwoman, Wonder Woman, and I'm. Or you could be a nun just to say, you ain't gonna get let none. me be your priest, let me be your pastor. After the laughter, we get Casper. I hope you got room in that costume. You look like a witch when she on a broom. You should be happy if you get any. I could be your Mickey Mouse, you could be my Minnie. It's Friday night, she's dangerous. I'm her scarecrow, I'm brainless. You know the saying, tricks off for kids. Trick or treat, that's what you did. Let's take a trip to the haunted house. First you want to go in, and you want in out. Go ahead and eat your heart out, can't know my real name Chris, you could be Chris Angel The kids come out at night, the kids come out at night I know you got me some attention and I wanna fight So the kids come out at night, the kids come out at night I know you got me some attention and I wanna fight I just crossed a black cat, can he so good I wanna smack that my costume is something fly I'm your pumpkin seed, you my pumpkin pie I got candy, corn and packs You know the color theme is orange and black Who you gonna call when they show they mark? We got glow sticks, party glow in the dark Yellow, yellow, green and orange shots I can be your corn stock I need to get detasseled You look good when you're bobbing for apples Nice costume, what you think of mine? I get green like Frankenstein Ain't I fine? Ain't you funny? I told y'all wrap it up like a mummy Where you get yours? I get my Taylor Where you get the food? I get my skater We so loud, don't care about neighbors The punch got spiked, it don't matter the flavor Pimp and snake skin with my gators Get it in like a pin on Hellraiser Now we watching scary movies Just so she can move closer to me I'm acting up, words sir like Daffy Duck But where is Goofy? I see Charlie Brown, but where is Snoopy? She got me kooky and it's so spooky Just literally smell my feet Give me something good to eat she made me turn my head like the exorcist I wanna get a close up Blair Witch She got makeup on like it the clown Get on up and get on down I'm after ya Like a chainsaw massacre On your neck like Dracula Call me the boogeyman cause I'm under your bed I tell tales from the crib with a punk in the head Night of the living dead Give you the chills I had you gone in the head like Amityville I know what you did last summer girl Welcome all to the underworld Take my joy ride, don't catch a cab Strap on the mask and we snatching bags I am the shining fly as a bat Adam's family dressed in all black I'm a beast, a monster, I get ugly But baby you a doll like the bride of Chucky She wanna cut me like she carry You too corny to be so scary Jeepers, creepers, bitter juice, bitter juice Saw off your limbs, the resident evil truth Halloween mean hollow eve All saints they follow me
just be my favorite month of the year. Why? Because it's the beginning of the holiday season. And no, I don't mean Thanksgiving and Christmas. They're okay and all, but they've got nothing on Halloween. The costumes, the candy, the parties. Halloween parties are great. Not the ones where you throw together a lame costume just to go to somebody's barely decorated house, drink weak drinks, and listen to the same four spooky songs on repeat, all the while hoping to meet up with someone interesting and fending off a bunch of idiots dressed as Dracula looking for a bite. I mean the fun parties, the creative ones. Almost every year for the past decade, I've been throwing a pumpkin carving party, and right now we're in the prep stages for our 10th anniversary one. Last year, we did it on Halloween morning, and it was hectic, but folks came in great costumes, the ones that dressed up, and fun was had. That's the important thing, right? Todd and I went as pseudo-Bonnie and Bonnie and Clyde, with me finishing my dress the night before. We had clowns and pirates, cowboys, and, of course, the De Rigueur Witch. We were so tired after the party, we forgot to turn on the porch light and had absolute zero trick-or-treaters. What a shame. All that candy to ourselves. <laughs> this year, with Halloween being on a Sunday and no plans but recuperating from the party the night before, I don't see dressing up in our future. In previous years, I've gone as everything from a playing card to a ladybug, harem girl to belly dancer, all costumes handmade. The best, at least by popular vote, was the vintage Playboy Bunny. How I wish that costume still fit. Association sent us a letter to say they had a way of making Halloween better and safer and more fun for everyone involved and completely non-offensive. It makes sense. Problem solved. I didn't know there was a problem, but okay. And this probably won't affect my plans in any way, so let's see what they say. I read a little more, saw my kids could only trick or treat from 3 o'clock to 4. Decoration limit to pumpkins per yard. And knives are dangerous, so they can't be carved. And no devils or anything satanic or morose. And even nothing made of satin, because it sounds too close. To make sure nobody gets offended or upset, we got some guidelines here for what costumes you can get. No witches, they promote witchcraft, as does Harry Potter Bewitched and the Wizard of Oz. No aliens, monsters, mutants, or cannibals, or werewolves promote cruelty to animals. Vampires might make a kid too scared, and zombies are offensive to the living impaired. No Freddy, no Jason. In fact, they can't be characters from films they aren't old enough to see. No commercial characters like SpongeBob or Superman, and no ghosts. The sheets look too much like a clan. 
Figure skaters show way too much skin. And Dora the Explorer is an illegal alien. Okay, so how about a duck? Anyone got a problem with my kids dressing up like a duck? Huh? We can't give out candy because it makes the kids fat. Just stickers and fruit and maybe that granola crap. I was stunned. Is this really how they want it run? It's politically correct and not a damn bit of fun. I'm sorry, we can't allow that sound effect because it's too scary and might be upsetting to some of our young ones. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, the evil laughter perpetuates the stereotype of the mad scientist. Oh, no, that's just sexist. Why does the victim always have to be female? Surprisingly, with all the things I said we couldn't do, the letter didn't say a word about bags of flaming poo. So guess what I got planned, and I hope they understand, because I'm throwing my own party and it will get out of hand. No one will be allowed in, unless they are wearing a costume guaranteed to offend. Maybe something like a walking pair of breast implants, or a priest with an altar boy hanging from his pants. People showed up, and I was very impressed with my guests, and how they decided to dress. There's Jess, she came as a messed up slut, and there's George Lucas with a lightsaber up his butt. And there's the most evil creature, they say, a lawyer for the RIAA, and I dressed up like the Honey Nut Cheerios Bee. But the little bugger scares the crap out of me. Do you really think a reanimated corpse is suitable for children? <laughs> okay, that's better, but can you try something a little friendlier? Yes, that's perfect. Now you've got it. Did you guys see Devo Spice's party? Yeah, it was awesome. I went as a show. It was not- disgraceful and completely against the rules. I read, yeah, it was uh, awful. Next year, we're going to have to just ban Halloween for good and go right to Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, you know, that time of year. Hmm, that sounds like a good idea, but uh, how shall we go about it? Simple. We allow the residents to hang up their holiday decorations at the beginning of October. Yes, okay. yes, that right. Okay, moving on. Unit number 47's front door is off-white, not white. This is against the rules. I vote we find them $500 per day until they get it replaced. All in favor? Aye. Great. Now, the tree in front of Unit 23 started changing colors four days before the rest of the trees in the neighborhood. This flagrant disregard for the rules cannot go unpunished. Zuba dooba day, zaba dooba, zuba dee da zaba. Harry Fr- 
know that I'm a rabbit and you are just a witch. I know your mama loved you once, so I accept the glitch. But once you drink that potion, your genie on the wall enthralled the whistle, his cat call, and chase you down the hall. And you're, you're running through the halls and you're running through the rooms. You run into a closet and you climb up on your broom. You fly up in the sky across the yellow moon. But the genie's eye with a lustful gleam wants you for Halloween. And you're, you're running through the halls and you're running through the rooms. You run into a closet and you climb up on your broom. You fly up in the sky across the yellow moon But the genie's eye with a lustful gleam wants you for Halloween Alright
is coming up on Halloween, the spooky movie watching has become in earnest. I'm not really big on a lot of blood and gore, so my taste veer more towards the Scream trilogy, Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, House on Haunted Hill, both the original and the remake, and movies like that. The fact that the skeleton key, Voodoo and Set in New Orleans, why yes, thank you, is available on, via Netflix on demand makes me a very happy girl. The one thing I really don't get into though is vampires. Or well, werewolves for that matter. And yes, in the wake of the Twilight phenomena, I realize this makes me somewhat of an aberration. That's okay. I'm cool with the fact that I don't find iron deficiency and sun sensitivity, that would be the hallmarks of porphyria, the vampire disease, or bestiality sexy. Not my thing. I like the night just as much as the next night owl, but I also like being able to go out with my boyfriend during the day. And my makeup is the only thing that should remotely sparkle. Also, not much into fur. Thank goodness there are still plenty of films out there for the rest of us. And if you're so inclined, check out the old black and white classics. Sure, the effects might be laughable and the customs are a little hokey, but there are some real gems out there in the monster shows. Chase the monsters from my fear. Always 
couch upside down No one else but me around the Microwave was in the hall Refrigerator ready to fall Toilets cracked and smashed to hell Water leaking from the well You could have called to tell me what was going on
Now, what would a Halloween podcast be without a spooky story? It's not my usual genre, but a couple of years ago, my imagination was completely taken over by the story you're about to hear. It so gripped my mind that I couldn't even wait until the morning to write it down. I grabbed my laptop and wrote it in the dark until it was done. So, without further ado, here is a cautionary tale. May you never think of blind dates the same way again. Backseat, Chapter 1 How'd you get all that home? Your car's pretty small. The back seat's bigger than it looks. Have you ever tried it out? Brian was tall, just under six feet, and Teresa had to look up slightly to meet his gaze, catching the teasing look. Why would I sit in my own back seat? It was weird enough that one time when I was a passenger. Didn't you try it out when you bought the car to make sure there was leg room for friends? Uh, no. Well, you should definitely remedy that. I'll add it to my to-do list. The couple exited the movie theater, their eyes adjusting to the dark parking lot after the glare of the lobby. Their small town wasn't so small that it didn't like their public spaces, but it was done with an eye towards discretion. You still had to fumble to fit your keys in the car door. What about you? Have you ever sat in your back seat? Oh, uh, well, Brian thought for a moment. No, I guess I haven't. Hypocrite? Would you like to be the pot or the kettle? Teresa was more than a little smug, having gotten the upper hand in even this ridiculous conversation. The two bickered amicably as they strolled out to the back 40 where their less-than-early arrival had forced them to park. When they reached his Bronco, Brian unlocked the back door first. Uh, what are you doing? I thought we could give the back seat a little test, he said, opening the door for her. Looking over her shoulder to see if anyone was there to witness this silliness, and finding the parking lot soulless, she climbed inside. Scoot over, I'm coming in. The seldom-used door squeaked its protest as Brian closed them in. Now, see, I am no longer the hypocrite. And if I do say so myself, this is a pretty comfy back seat. What this is, is weird. I haven't been in the back seat of a non-moving vehicle with a boy in, well, years. Teresa was glad of the dark. She was blushing at the memory of that last occasion. Anything I can do to make you more comfortable, Brian whispered in her ear, his hand slipping onto her shoulder. I wouldn't want you to go to any trouble. Oh, it's no trouble at all. Well then. Chapter 2 Here's a thought, he said, breaking the silence. Hmm? A thought? What's that? She felt the rumble of his laugh under her ear. It has come to my attention that we might be a little old for this sort of thing. I didn't know there was an age limit on kissing. Not kissing, just doing it in the back seat. Who said anything about doing it? Her wit gradually resurfacing through the haze his kisses had left her in. Not I, not a word, but I do seem to recall your apartment not being far, and I'll bet your sofa is much more comfortable than even this cushy bench seat. Fine. Home, Jeeves. Jeeves has the night off, I'm afraid. But that means I'd have to move. Well, you could stretch out back here while I drive, but I should warn you, I haven't had time to replace the rear shocks. It could be a bumpy ride. Fine, fine, I'll move up front. Think you can climb over the front seat in those jeans? Why not just use the door? 
If you haven't noticed, the windows have gotten a bit fogged up back here, and I can hear sounds of people all around us going to their cars. It was true. Teresa could hear the conversation swirling around them now. The other movie must have let out. I figure if we vault the seats, we'll call less attention to ourselves. This is a pretty small town, after all. Never know when you'll run into someone you know out here. I see your point. Ladies first. Oh, how gallant. With a hand on each seat in front of her, Teresa slid her right leg over the center console first, hoping to shimmy into the seat with some sort of grace. Just then, the edge of her heel slid off the front seat and pitched her sideways forward. Brian barely escaped a boot to the nose as her left foot kicked out on the way down. There was a slight thunk as her head bounced lightly off the window. Need a hand? A little night now, don't you think? She giggled at her sprawled position. You know, it was a nice show until that last bit. What are you now, an Olympic judge? I'd give it a 4.9 for technical merit, but a 5.5 for artistic. I'd say you're biased. Well, he said as he snaked his way into the driver's seat, I have my reasons. Chapter 3 Brian switched off the ignition while the radio played on. Teresa made to open the door. Ah, 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 I'll get that. You sit tight. Feeling a little silly, but not one to discourage chivalry, she removed her hand from the latch as Brian rounded the front of the truck. Door-to-door service, that's my... Cut off mid-cliché, he'd opened the door to see her bent over the center console, digging around the rear floorboards. Her denim-clad derriere was illuminated by the dome light. Uh, Teresa? My purse, came the muffled reply. I left it back here, and it must have spilled in the drive back. Just looking for my lipstick. There! She straightened with the silver tube in her right hand, her purse in the left. She climbed down from the passenger seat, using his shoulder to steady herself as she dropped to the ground. Brian flipped the car lock and slammed the door shut as Teresa unlocked the deadbolt on her front door. Do I even need to ask if you'd like to come in? Brian's lips grazed the side of her neck in reply as she pressed the door open and flipped on the living room light. Wow, that's bright. I really should get a dimmer switch for that light, she babbled to fill the silent room. And the car had been one thing, a natural progression of events. Now things were feeling planned, premeditated. The room went black. Brian? No reply. She turned, arms outstretched, eyes still readjusting to the dark. Slivers of moonlight coming through the curtains fell on the edges of furniture, her eyes still searching for her mute date. Where are you? Would you prefer candlelight? Just let me find... Her words caught in her throat. Her shoulders tensed as she finally saw Brian in the gloom, his arm raised high, very near, the light catching the edge of whatever was in his hand. The older man stood in his backyard, just south of town, in the middle of the apple orchard that was his one remaining passion in life. A shovel rested against one tree, a bundle of plastic against another. A pit had been dug between the rows six feet long, two feet wide, and six feet deep. Tugging at one corner of the tarp, he rolled the fertilizer into the ground. The body slumped into the trench, face down, landing with a solid thump on the hard-packed earth below. The moon filtered through the leaves, dappling the pale skin, glinting off the edge of the recovered shovel as Mr. Olson, Brian's father, spooned the soil over. His planting done for another month, 
The farmer walked out from the center of his orchard, stepping over similar mounds lined up between the rows like medians on a street. The ones closer to the farmhouse were worn down by rain, and the footsteps of the U-pickers his roadside signs brought in during the season. Good work, Mr. Olson said as he passed his son on the porch. Thanks, Dad. I've got a date with Amy next week. Good, good, the patriarch nodded his approval. Reminds me of your mother, Amanda. I'll always be grateful for her suggestion that we try natural composting. That was the first year I won the blue ribbon at the state fair, you know? Apples just as red as her lips. Nobody's beat us yet. And they won't any time soon, Pop.
like scared children in the snow. I know when the leaves are snow fixed, turning down black and orange, fill the sky. Miss you most on Halloween. I cling to my letters and tell their ribbons of magic and memory to hold me together.
wasted in assembling a squad. This pitchfork army on a mission sent from God. No which was saved from Reverend Paris's brigade. Their crusade, their crusade, their crusade. Magistrate, and don't you wait another minute Cause this town is going to hell if we don't put away the synonym We got no time to let a jury have their turn Let them burn, let them burn, let them burn Crammed into a carriage on the square Their faces battered and their bodies all were bare The reverend brought them to an isolated hill Time to kill, time to kill, time to kill One by one their necks were snapped beneath the cedar tree The spirits vanished and the demons all were free They dug a hole to hold the devilish remains They were slain, they were slain, they were slain The spirits and the bones Their moans were heard As they were laying down the stones But the witches got revenge Beneath that steeple bell They cast a spell Sent the reverend To Music for this episode was provided by Mevio's Music Alley. Check it out at music.mevio.com. For a complete list of the songs and artists in today's podcast, as well as all previous episodes, check out the show notes at randomxcomics.com slash radio. Lame.